The important piece here is to understand what I call the brand essence, the foundation of the, your brand. So what's your brand character and are you exuding that character? And the brand character has to do with the 12 archetypes. What are some of these archetypes? We have the ruler, the magician, the creator, the sage, the explorer, the hero. We have the innocent. We have the outlaw. We have the performer. We have the lover. We have the caregiver. And we also have the good guy or girl next door. So they all have very different characteristics. And so understanding who we are, and I'm not trying to put you in a box, by the way. It's the one that you exude the most because we used to tend, we usually tend to be heckle and yacht, hide. One day I'm going to be this character. Right. The next day I'm going to be this other character. And then people right. are like, who are you? Right? And so really trying to make sure that your character is consistent over time. So they say, hey, I know that person because I know her. And the more they trust you and know you, then they're going to buy from you. Martians landed, yes. wearing Prada suits, yes. drinking Henry seltzer, yes. chewing juicy fruit. Yes, and your branding here. Yes, brand. Your message here. Yes, and a verse about. Yes, your product here. Yes, I'm Hirsch Redman. Yes, and I'm a message therapist. Yes, and I have a podcast. Yes, brand. That's right. That's it. Yes, we'll help you fix the world. Yes, or your bottom line. All right. Your bottom line. Get it. I get it. Welcome to the Yes Brand Podcast. Yes. In the Yes Brand hot seat with me today is Yamilka Rodriguez. Yamilka has a strong background in branding, working with corporations such as the Procter & Gamble Company, which is one of the most relevant advertisers in the world and brands in the world. But now she's doing something different. She's going to tell us about it. And the only question I'll pose is, what happens after you've already created an incredibly successful brand or a brand that makes you happy? What do you do? What do you do next? And uh, Yamilka, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's great to have you. Um, for our audience, let's say we're trapped in an elevator, but only for one floor. Give us the, the one floor elevator pitch on what you're doing. Yes. So I help individuals who want to create a personal brand really create it from the ground up. So I use psychology foundations to really understand brand character through the 12 archetypes of Carl Jung. And then I use that to execute the brand ecosystem, which has to do with your logo, your templates, your websites, your, you know, everything else that is in that brand system. Fantastic. So I love the psychology aspect. We talked a little bit just a, a moment ago about how I kind of do message. I think of what I do as message therapy, helping them shape their language and their message and their voice. And you have a podcast called Brand Therapist, right? Yes, um, I do. So you're doing that, but you're doing the overall identity for them. Let's talk a little bit about personal branding and how that differs from yeah, that's a B2C brand or, or, you know, or who their audience might be. Yes, that's a really good question because, as you said before, I worked at Procter & Gamble and we were working with products, right? We branded products, so we needed to understand 
product personality. So we could use that to really give the product this um, persona look. So what I do now is very different or different in the sense of I usually I get people who have a great business but now they want to be the front of their personal brand whether it's a book or speaking engagements or consulting they want to do something different now with their personal brand I have to say though everybody has a personal brand but the important piece here is to understand what I call the brand essence, the foundation of the, your brand. So what's your brand character? And are you exuding that character? And the brand character has to do with the 12 archetypes. So which archetype are you? And how do you exude that front and forward for your, not only for you know your brand, but your authenticity with your voice, but also use that to attract the right individuals? So what are some of these archetypes? Yes, so let's talk about them. So we have, you know, we have the ruler, the magician, the creator, the sage, the explorer, the hero. We have the innocent, we have the outlaw, we have the performer, we have the lover, we have the caregiver, and we also have the good guy or girl next door. So they all have very different characteristics. And so understanding who we are, and I'm not trying to put you in a box, by the way. It's the one that you exude the most because we used to tend, we usually tend to be heckle and yacht, hide. One day I'm going to be this character. Right. The next day I'm going to be this other character. And then people right. are like, who are you? <laughs> right? And so really trying to make sure that your character is consistent over time. So they say, hey, I know that person because she's, she, I, I know her. And the, the more they trust you and know you, then they're going to buy from you. Right. Yeah. I was just making a note because I was thinking that, you know, and you know this as well as I do. We kind of think in campaigns. We like think in commercial context because that's what our that's what so much of our work is and that's just how I how I think sometimes but it was funny because when you talked about the 12 archetypes and I thought of all of these different characters started reminding me of an SNL sketch like a like Saturday Night Live sketch where you have you know how they they do all those sketches where they're like parties dinner parties and people keep showing up and so you have 12 different archetypes and they all show up to this party and they all start getting confused and doing each other's archetypes. And it's like, you know, no, you have to be, you have to pick something just to keep people from being confused. You know, it's not that you, like you said, it's not that you're in a box or you, well, I have this quality. I can be a lover. I can be a leader. I can be a, a you know, whatever the types are. But for your purposes, it's kind of a commercial and it puts them in a certain category so that they can figure out who they are and who they're serving. Um, exactly. But to follow that through, so let's pick a type. Let's say, what's your personal brand type? Do you yes, fit into a, one of these archetypes? I love that. So I write that in the book that it should be ready next soon next month. But my archetype is lover. My primary archetype is lover. Uh -huh. So the lovers are those types of people that love connection, that love relationship, right? They also are very quality driven. 
They love things that are made of quality. They also need to have that intimate connection with people that not just that superficial. That's why I call myself the brand therapist because it's not a superficial relationship. It's a deep relationship and really understanding the individual, having empathy towards that individual. And also there are yeah. other traits like Marilyn Monroe is also a lover. So she, you know, there's a lot of attraction that you want to attract people and individuals and, and beauty is very important to you. Beauty is probably one of the most important things to a lover. Did you see that new film Blonde? Yes. The Marilyn Monroe. What did you think of that? I thought it was great. I think the actress, she's Hispanic, so I have to go for her. But yeah, like, I think she, yeah, I think she did an incredible job. Really, I didn't even know it was her. So that yeah. you know, I didn't know it was her when I watched it. So which was great because then my sister in law was like, "Did you know that was Lana de Armas?" I was like, "No, I didn't know that." So that was great. But I thought it was a really great depiction. You know, very emotional. Emotional. We are very emotional, these lovers. So, you know, you have the emotions like on your chest and they're always there. Right. You're a very sensitive individual. Yeah, I thought I thought it was the reason I, I asked about the film is because I think it really, first of all, totally true. You'd never know who the actress was. She just totally embodied the, the Marilyn character and all of that vulnerability. It's that vulnerability that that was so genuine and not um, there's no which is interesting for an actress that there's no artifice that really in who she was, there was no artifice that she was an actress and that made her being an actress even harder because yes. she had to she had to pretend certain things and she really wanted nothing more than to connect for real. Yeah, I relate to that as well. I think that's why I lean toward the therapy aspect as well, because to me, like when people say, oh, what kind of client do you want to work with? And really, I this comes up every day. I just kind of connect with them. I connect with somebody. If I'm doing a discovery call or something, I connect with them. And if I connect with them on the level that and the timing is right where they where they could use my help, we connect. But usually that goes on like forever, basically, you know, that friendship, that client, you know, and you don't see all your friends every day and you don't see all your clients every day. But you but there just have been mostly relationships that are formed and they're either formed before you work together or as a result of it. But it just gets it just is the way it the way it goes. You know, um, it's so true because I have a client that we still have like quarterly calls, although she's not my client anymore. And yeah, and I still do therapy with her. So it's just been yeah. very interesting how you build that relationship with your client. If you think about it as a therapy element. Well, that's funny. That, that makes me think of another movie. That's like just a theme that come up. I really don't talk about movies that much on the show, <laughs> but the movie with Bill Murray, what about Bob? with Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus, where Bill Murray is a is a is a therapy patient and Richard Dreyfus is a therapist and Bill Murray follows him on vacation. And so it's like where does that where does the the line up between patient and I don't even think he's a patient. I think he read the psychologist's book and then convinces him to take him on as a patient but breaks all the boundaries, you know? And that whole idea of the personal boundaries in a professional therapy situation 
how much therapy do you need? It would be funny. It is funny to think of this friend of yours, sometime client, some part time patient, you know, <laughs> assuming that even though she's not a client anymore, you're going to have these, you're going to have like, you're going to have these appointments like they're like, they're like, they're set in stone. Like she needs them. So for you, cause I, cause whenever someone comes on, I know you help all of these people with their personal brands, but I always ask the guest to kind of consider their personal brand as well. So you're a lover by archetype. And then that explains why you want to connect with the personal side of branding, having done the corporate product side for so long and so well. What do you fear looking out at the future as a personal brand? You know, my fear is that for myself or, you know, I usually look also at people. I actually did a certification on NLP, timeline therapy and hypnosis because I felt like this fear of going out and being yourself is real because I, many of my clients go through this. And my fear, you know, just before I click the button to say this book is going to get printed the way it is, you know, the fear of putting myself out there. I've been doing it for so long, but it's just, it comes back. It comes back. Yeah. This fear of like, what am I doing? Why am I showing this part of myself out to the universe? You know, and that's really, I think it's not just, I think it's my fear, but I also see it in my clients. And that's why I want to make sure that people have the confidence in themselves to keep showing up, to keep going out there, to keep helping individuals. So, because that's really what keeps me going is that fear of me putting myself out there doesn't help me because then I can't help others achieve the impact that they need to achieve in the world. Yeah. And that makes total sense. You want to be able to call. It's like a superhero who can't call on that power. They don't know if that power is working. They don't know if that power is working and they don't know if they can call on it. Stage fright, I can tell you as a comedian, stage fright, I don't think ever goes away. What what happens is whether you're prepared or in the zone when you're about to go on. So it's it's there. It's not like we make stage fright or apprehension or fear go away. It either gets a hold of us or it doesn't. And the better prepared we are, the better head we're in, probably the more practice we have, which probably also pertains to, to you. The more the more you're using those muscles, the more you're working with people, the the more the next person benefits because you're in shape, so to speak, for that. You know, that that's so true of, uh, because I learn from my clients. I also teach a class at the university and I learn from my students. Every time my students have a problem, I use that to change the class and make it better. You know, it's all yeah. this, this learning process that we all go through as with clients or with students or whatever that is. But I think it's important to see it from a different perspective so you can make your your what you do better yeah i don't think we talked about this yet i don't think we covered this yet but 
what it well you what is the very first thing that someone has to know before they come to you what makes them ready to come to you because it is something that you could do almost at any point it it feels like it's not necessarily like you know i have to do my i have to build my personal brand at a very specific juncture right uh, what makes it a person ready for this you know that's a really good question <clears throat> One of the things that I, I think really helps people be ready is what I just said, like they need to be ready with a purpose. There has to be some sort of purpose that drives this individual to want to share, you know, their expertise or share what they know. It's not, it's what we call the why, right? It's like, mm -hmm. why do I want to do this? They have to know the why to really step, be able to decide, okay, now I want to do a personal brand. Now I'm ready to do a personal brand. Because what I've seen is individuals that say, well, I just want a personal brand because, and then nothing happens, right? Nothing moves forward. Nothing goes on. It's because they don't understand their why, why they're doing this. Do you think that a lot of people, now that personal branding is, you know, it, there there's more of an infrastructure out there, right? If you're a, if you're an author, if you're a speaker, do you think a lot of people see it as in terms of revenue, or they see it in terms of personal fulfillment? I think they see it as both. You know, I think there's a part of them that says, you know, I'm ready to be a personal brand because I know all this stuff and I know I can make money of it. Um, and, and I think that they also know that they can do more for others, right? I think there's both pieces in there because I've seen that with my clients, like for my clients, it's not just about making money with their personal brand, but it's also about helping others and creating the community and that resources where we can each and give from that piece. Yeah. I have a friend named James O'Connor. He's he's a, a podcast host and a pastor and also a, a writer, singer-songwriter. And one of the things that he does is create personal theme music, audio branding for individuals. And sometimes it makes perfect sense in the sense that, you know, someone who speaks a lot, travels a lot, might, you know, might need that. But it's fascinating to me that, we're evolving to a place where we could actually think, yeah, I need to surround my my image with branding elements, right? So it 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 makes per so when I heard you talk about what you do, it really intrigued me and and the psychological aspect as well. Um what is it what is in your background that um that laid the foundation for this deep psychological exploration because I don't know that everybody who works for PNG has such a has such a profound appreciation of the human condition. Yeah, I love I love that question. Okay, so I was born in Caracas, Venezuela, and at a very early age moved to the US, went back to Venezuela, moved back to the US and then went back to Venezuela and then I moved to the US on my own, but also got to travel 
um, to many places. And for me as a child, it was really those cultural experiences that I lived in each place that I moved to. And that was what's interesting to me to learn about people, to understand people. And although, you know, English is my second language, that also is a piece. I talk about always being this translator, but not a literal translator. Don't get me wrong. I do not like to translate, but it's this <laughs> a translation that is underlying, right? I used to be great. I mean, I was great at my job because when I got feedback, I was able to look at the feedback beyond the literal feedback of, I want you to do this, to look at the understanding of, you know, the facial expressions, how she expressed herself, how they touched the product, how they, you know, would point at something but would say something different, right? What people say isn't necessarily tied to what they want. And so really being able to step out and look at the full picture is what makes me great at what I do. It, it helps me. That's why psychology is so important to me. And I didn't talk about my secondary archetype, which is the magician, which gives me that ability to really look at systems and understand cultures. And then when I got to Procter & Gamble, I got to travel the world. I went to Asia, you know, different countries in Asia, different countries in South America, in Europe. And again, I was doing the study unconsciously, right? I was like studying yeah. people and looking at people. And, and that's really what I thrived every time I would do this. And that's why I was so, when I found archetypes, I was like, this is what I love and was able to create an entire system and platform around this concept. That's fantastic. I mean, we could end on that, but if you want to just uh, kind of leave a, a message for the audience, you know, we have, you know, we have a listener base of, of entrepreneurs and founders and, you know, and they're, they're all trying to accomplish something that's the next thing on their list. That what I'm finding is very much in common. Everybody who has contacted me is almost uniformly starts with, I'm trying to do this or I'm trying to do that. And maybe I'm leading that because I'm telling, to, I'm saying to the guests, what are you trying to do? But maybe end with your, your vision of what you'd like to do next, what you'd like to accomplish next. Yeah, so right now I have a small boutique agency, which is really to tailor the personal branding piece. But And then I have some other things that I do. But my vision in the future is to really do more speaking engagements and really talk about this concept of personality tied to branding because I believe that each individual has something to give and I really want to be able to have a broader impact. You know, we we sometimes as living, you know, in the United States, we we think one way in particular. But my travels has really led me to think a little bit differently and understanding cultures, right? And so really looking at things in the bigger picture and being able to travel around the world, giving talks and really bringing people together is really where I see myself going in maybe 10 years from now. All right. If you liked the show, yes, and it worked for you. Yes, and subscribe and leave a yes, 
five-star review. Yes, friend. Tell all your friends. Yes, friend. Get your branding here. Yes, friend. Get your branding here. Yes, friend. Did I make it clear? Yes, friend. Get your branding on. Yes. Before they're gone. Yes. Yeah.